Welcome to Her Sports Convo with Ashley Wilson. Hey y'all, welcome back. Crazy to see you here again. I hope you had a good week last week. I hope you have a good week this week. Happy Thursday. We're here again. I really, really am so excited that the draft is over. You want to know why? Because I hate mock drafts. Like, I feel like the disgust and disdain I have for mock drafts is slightly unnecessary and unreasonable. You know, because it's just people coming up with ideas and nine times out of ten, the mock drafts aren't right. And then it's it's just messy business. Now, some of my friends did make mock drafts and I'm not saying they're messy. I'm just saying, you know, it's a form of entertainment and put the content out how you want to put the content out because obviously people care about them. So do you. I personally will probably never do a mock draft because I just don't see the purpose of them. And I'm a big believer in if you don't see the purpose of it, why are you doing it? But that is slightly off topic of what we're talking about today because the real draft has happened. It's concluded. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, one, make sure you do that. Two, I put up such a fun video with my friend Sam from the Girl Who Talks Sports, my friend Jordan from Sporty Jordy, and Sterling Sidebottom, the co-editor-in-chief of Couture Magazine, a UNC publication. We ranked the first rounders, 10 of them, their outfits, their fashion. It was so much fun. Make sure you go like, comment, watch it. Tell us how you feel. It was, it was, oh boy, it was something to look at. But, uh, Aside from all the fun stuff we already did, I guess we have to talk about what happened. I do have to say, as the draft is one thing, as a TV show this year, it was quite boring. I mean, last year, you know, you had the CD Lamb phone snatch thing. You had um, the guy that had the girl in his lab and his mama pulled him off. Like, that was great TV show, you know what I mean? But as a draft, it was kind of boring. So this year, they helped themselves out, and they are like, okay, we're going to have a interesting draft of who goes where and all this good stuff but we're gonna have a pretty bad tv show did i watch yes because you know we subscribe to the buffoonery and we entitle ourselves to these things so we're obviously going to tune in but next year i hope they make it a little better tv show you know maybe they'll have some more interesting things i don't know i think it being mostly people at their house last year made it a better tv show And while we're talking about the TV show portion, I'm going to get all that out. And then we're going to go into, you know, who went where and how I feel about it. What was the purpose of Kings of Leon? Like, why did we have a full-on concert in between basically every draft pick? Like, it was so unnecessary. It took him, like, 15 minutes to start. Like, you say you're going to start at 8. Start at 8. I got things to do. I don't have all day to be watching Kings of Leon unnecessary. And I don't know if y'all saw the Alvin Kamara tweet. He basically was like, um, why are these dudes playing? Like, this is not what people signed up for. And I was like, yes, Alvin, I agree. A hundred percent. You're not the only one. But yeah, Kings of Leon was interesting. Where did they even find them at? I mean, what was the last time Kings of Leon made a song? Now, I'm probably wrong. They probably like have like a hit that came out a few years ago because I'm very bad in the music industry of who makes what good songs. But uh, Kings of Leon was an interesting choice. Another interesting choice was that Roger Goodell chair thing. Like, I personally want to have a conversation with who was like, we're going to bring your chair to Cleveland and have fans of that team who's selecting sit in that chair. 
Like, it was so random. Like, I don't understand the process, the ideology behind that. If you know what was up with that, let me know in the Instagram DMs or in the YouTube comments because I I was so confused about that. It was interesting because if, you know, if you watch, you saw he would come out and kind of like show the card to the person. And sometimes the person that was sitting in the chair, they would walk up over there with Roger Goodell. And then other times they would kind of just stand there. It was just really weird and awkward. And I did not understand if you wanted to like bring in a portion of last year, like out of all the things, the chair, your lazy boy recliner was the first thing you could think of. It was just strange. I did not approve of the lazy boy coming to the draft. And the last thing about the draft as a show was this it just had an overall feeling of a $1 beer night in Ohio. Like I, maybe it was the music coming on in between every song or the people that were eating like snacks and stuff behind Roger when he was making the picks. Maybe I'm probably the only person that saw, you know, the man that was eating the Lay's potato chips, but it was just so weird. I'm like, I liked it better last year when this thing was 100% on TV because I'm I'm confused of what's going on. But I really enjoyed seeing some of the athletes go out there and like shake his hand and hold up their cute little jersey, put on their hat, you know, a fun little essence to the past and maybe where we can see ourselves at again. But overall, as a TV show, the NFL draft gets a 5 out of 10, maybe. I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10 for one thing and one thing only. I got to see inside of Travis Etienne's lake house. Y'all, if you, I, ooh, I hope I can find a picture of this lake house and be able to put it on the Instagram stories when this goes up because y'all, this lake house, now maybe because I'm a big HGTV gal, home renovation, I'm really in that spot in my life right now, but it had one of those beams in the like, yes, wow, we're really talking about house renovations on the NFL draft episode. Welcome to our sports combo, right? It had one of the beams that people usually put on their ceiling. I'm literally trying to like draw it out so someone can see. But they had one of the beams where people like put on their ceiling nine times ten to hold up their ceiling. But it was like not at the top of the ceiling. It was like in a middle walkway. It was so random. This is not something easily explained on audio, but... If you saw it, please acknowledge to me that that also kind of stumped you up and tripped you up. And you were like, wait, hold up a minute. But that was that was one of the craziest things that I saw. And I truly hope someone else out there saw it, too, and was equally as confused as I was, because I that was a lot for me personally. But now let's talk about the draft and what actually happened, what most of you probably came here for. So we all kind of knew, you know, Trevor was going to go, you know, first and then that person who has the same last name as me that shall not be named went second, which I disagree with that 100% because you're telling me Justin Fields isn't as good as homie from BYU, but that's my personal opinion. No one asked, so we won't, we're not talking about it. So we're not talking about it, y'all. Trey Lance went to San Francisco and I just didn't see that coming. I mean, 100% excited for Trey. He's a great football player, quarterback, seems like a really nice person, never met him, of course, so can't contest to those things. But his story of going from North Dakota State to coming over to San Francisco, and now he's in the league and stuff like that, even with third overall, like that's insane to think about. But I just didn't see him going to San Francisco, you know, the whole Jimmy Garoppolo situation they got going on down there. I just really thought he would end up somewhere else. 
like a lot of people need a quarterback, but I just really didn't think they were going to draft a quarterback. But I mean, you know, Kyle Shanahan did go up there and say, I don't know who can make it to Sunday. So who knows what they were over there thinking. But I, I'm happy for Trey that he went third. I mean, a lot of people thought he would go third, fourth, fifth, but that was just really shocking to me personally. And our homie South, I live in North Carolina, the Atlanta Falcons, they drafted Kyle Pitts. And I just didn't really see that one coming at all either. You know, he is a great tight end and I guess they could use a tight end, but can't you also use a quarterback, y'all? Like I understand Matt Ryan is your man for now, but the draft is about making decisions for the future as well. You can't just put all your eggs into Matt Ryan, who's I'm not saying he's on his short rows, but he's on his short rows of when it comes to the game of football. And he hasn't really produced anything that well this year or the past few years. So investing in a quarterback in the first round could help because teams like Green Bay invested in a first round quarterback last year. And that's just blowing right up in their face. Bless their heart. Aaron wants out. If you're a Green Bay Packers fan, I am so sorry for you. Y'all are really going through it out there. You know, at least it's not winter anymore. You know, you don't have to deal with your quarterback wanting to leave and the dead of winter. So Kyle Pitts going to Atlanta was shocking because they don't, I'm not saying they don't need a tight end, but you need a quarterback. You need someone to carry your team into the next at least four or five years. And Justin Field could have been the man for that, but they chose Kyle Pitts. So we wish him nothing but the best over there. Jalen Waddle. He, he took a little stroll away from his family, but it turned out that, you know, the draft works. The players get the phone call before it comes up on the TV screen where the rest of us can see it. And he, like, did the whole thing with his family before the TV camera went back there and showed him. So he's not an awful family member. I personally thought it would be a lot funnier if he just left his family there because that would be great TV. But it turns out it wasn't so we can live and we learn. I, I really enjoyed it, though. He deserves to go where he went. He had great skills and even his story of going from, you know, hurting his leg at the beginning of the season to basically hobbling out on the national championship and playing those few plays when the entire internet was telling him, go sit down. And he didn't. He knew his strength capacity. He knew his skills and whatever. And so I'm happy for Jalen. And I can't wait to see what he does next. He's going to Miami, him and Tua. They're going to light it up. They're going to have a good time. They're going to Bring Bama back, but Florida edition. Miami can't go anywhere but up. Drafting a wide receiver that knows Tua already. Obviously, it's a different scheme. They have a different coach, all that good stuff. But they have that relationship, so they have that trust and things already built into it that it was a good pick for them. They needed someone for Tua to throw the ball to, so why not get his old teammate? Like, it makes sense when you think about it. And our homie, Justin Fields, he dropped all the way to 11th. 11th, we all know Justin Bills is so much better than 11th, but at least he's not Andy Dalton. He was sitting at home watching the draft and I can like, what? I, mm, what I wish I could do to be a fly on the wall when that draft pick came out at Andy Dalton's house. He probably wasn't even at home watching the draft because he was like, I don't have anything to worry about. They put out that fun little tweet that I'm QB1, like my job secured. Nope. They drafted a quarterback and I personally think Justin Fields could be a starter you know he's ready he has that potential obviously he's going to need a little bit more time he's going to need a little bit more prep and all that good stuff like anybody needs it you know what I mean 
But Andy Dalton needs to watch his back because uh, Justin Fields is coming and he's coming in hot. He's mad. He's angry that people, you know, took little jabs at him that made him drop down on the list that said, oh, he's not as fast. He's not as this. He's not as that. And this man is ready to go out here and prove y'all wrong. And he didn't say anything about that on like Instagram and Twitter. You know how some athletes, they're like, oh, blah, 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 blah. I'm not saying Dwayne Haskins, but if you remember, you remember what Dwayne Haskins said when he dropped in the draft a few years ago. So very proud of you, Justin, for not saying those things. I I just feel like Chicago is a good place for him. They're a fan base that really doesn't expect a lot from their team right now. You know, they had their back and forth with Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. Now they added Andy Dalton to that. And now, you know, they got Justin Fields. So they're really just a team who wants to win. And they don't necessarily want to go to the playoffs right away. You know, they're just expecting the bare minimum from their team. And Justin Fields is more than capable of providing that fan base with the bare minimum. Oh, Mac Jones. Oh, my God. All the Mac Jones tweets had me dying those were so funny but he went to 15 he went to the Patriots if Mac Jones went before 15 I would have been upset because I'm gonna say something as an Alabama fan that all my other Alabama fans are probably gonna come from my neck for this but I'm gonna say it anyway because that's how I roll Alabama quarterbacks just don't do that well in the NFL and I would not waste my top 10 draft pick on an Alabama quarterback that's not that great like in the scheme of the National Football League right now even in college football you need a mobile quarterback and that is not what Mac Jones is he can't help that he can't help the way he was built he can't help the way he was trained and we're not shaming him for that we're just saying that that's what people need and so the Patriots getting Mac Jones was a good option because you know Cam needs a backup he signed a one-year deal all that good stuff but that's someone that Mac can learn from that has skills that Mac don't have and Mac may have a few or two skills that Cam doesn't have who knows it's a good locker room for him to be in to learn more things about being a quarterback as well as maybe being a better teammate because um there were some things on the internet that said he wasn't that great of a teammate but we're not going to get into that today and oh my goodness we're, we're wrapping it up here. We have to talk about what happened to Sean Wade. Like, Sean Wade, if you're new here or you don't really know much about Ohio State football, he was a defensive back cornerback for Ohio State. And he was basically coming back so they could try for a national championship. And obviously they got to the game. They didn't win. We all know how that worked out. He dropped so low in this draft solely because he played this year. Slash he didn't leave in 2020. He didn't go to the NFL in 2020. And that just breaks my heart because if you know, I did a whole entire YouTube video on rookie contracts and how much money you get based upon where you get drafted at. And that was just so sad to see someone at that talent fall so low and he fell so low because if you watch the Rose Bowl like the Clemson boys were smoking him during the game he was getting he was getting ate up like it was not a good day at work for Sean Wade in that game and that stuff and stuff like that that happened other times in the season really hurt his draft stock and that's the things that are just so hard to see in college sports especially in football in a sports where football players 
have to play the actual physical game of football to show their skill and things like that. Basketball, you can go out to a camp, you can hit a gym and show, you know, a coach, show a trainer or whatever, your skills, an agent, all those good people can show your skills without having a game with the referees, with, you know, announcers and all that stuff. But for football, you have to play the game within the white lines with 10 other people on your team and 11 other people on the other side. And so he really wanted to win a championship, to win a bowl game, a big bowl game with his team that in return, he ended up hurting his own draft stock. And that just, oh, he fell to 160 and he signed with the team. You know, he got the guaranteed of a contract and to be on a team. But it's just, it's just so awful to see that someone with so much talent and that they had such a high draft stock one year ago, the fact that he decided to play and be with his team really hurt him as a business person, as an athlete, as, oh, it's just so hard to see. And that just really, when I saw how it was going, it just really hurt me as a fan and hurt me as a fan of football in general, but a fan of athletes and particularly, particularly, and hurt me as a fan of athletes and not only athletes, but just knowing that a lot of the time people advise them to be selfish and to forget that it's a team sport and he didn't choose that he chose to do the team thing and in return it did end up hurting him and that just oh that really breaks my heart but something that made my heart a little happy was if you're you know a last chance you fan I love that show one of the people on the show who went to Indianapolis I think it was he was signed as a free agent um, Rakeem Boyd, he went to Arkansas and I was just so happy to see that, you know, someone who was actually good in the show turned out, you know, he got his college degree and now he's getting his chance in the NFL. What every kid wants, he's able and getting closer to accomplishing that dream. So that was the good thing that I saw. The worst thing that I saw happen in this year's draft, aside from that whole chair debacle that they had. That's all I got for this week's episode. Make sure to like, comment, rate, subscribe wherever you decide to listen to your podcast at. Head on over to Instagram and follow at Her Sports Convo to stay up to date on all things Her Sports Convo. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, what are you doing? You're missing out on some fun things we're doing over there that's exclusive to the YouTube channel. So go over there and subscribe. I've already said we have our goal of 100 subscribers by our one-year mark, and I really do think we can do that. So you got to pitch in, you got to tell a friend, you got to watch them, you got to like the videos, you got to do your part. I'm doing my part. It's a team thing we got going on here. If by some chance you've made it this far in this episode, thank you so much for listening because I know this episode was a whole lot and a half. But as always, be safe, have fun, and don't be afraid to join the convo.